Hi there, welcome back. May in the U.S. It's called AAPI Heritage Month. I personally actually wasn't fully aware why is it called AAPI and which specific ethnic group are actually included under the AAPI umbrella. A recent post from an Instagram account,、uh, the handle is Dear Asian Youth. It has helped me to answer all these questions I have. So I felt like I really want to share with all our listeners as well. So to break down AAPI. As defined by the U.S. Census Bureau, Asian American refers to people with quote origins in any of the original peoples of the Far East, Southeast Asia, or the Indian subcontinent. End quote. It also defines the Pacific Islanders as people who are native Hawaiian, Samoan, Guamanian, or Chamorro, Fijian, Tongan, Marshallese, and people in Melanesia. Micronesia and Polynesia. I thought it was really interesting that eight out of ten Pacific Islanders are indigenous to territories colonized by the U.S. In 1990s, the census actually grouped all these ethnicities that I just named to become Asian Pacific Islander. And then later in 1997, this collective was separated again into Asian and Pacific Islander. So the post also shared something I thought was Kind of like matching how I was thinking, because I felt like, to me personally, as an Asian person, like I felt like a Asian American and Pacific Islander have such wide range of ethnic group under. So this post was saying, "Quote: The continued use of AAPI is often critiqued because it conflates the different history and challenges Pacific Islanders face with those of Asian Americans. Given that AAPI Month was put in law in 1992." Before the distinction between AA and PI was legally made, we must consider how this continued group commemoration contributes to Pacifica erasure. Just as Asian American was birthed from a calling for solidarity amongst Asian ethnics, if one uses AAPI, it is important to ensure they stand in solidarity with both Asian. And Pacific Islanders. I'm so glad you share that because it's AAPI Heritage Month. Really glad that we have this month to celebrate our culture and our history. I I don't really think too much about what that word means and who gets put under that name. And because I don't think that much about it, I guess I kind of assume it's just people like me. But really, like、yeah. you said, it encompasses. So many ethnicities, and I think it is important to know because when you know the definition, you can actually be inclusive and be mindful that it entails so much more than maybe what you thought or maybe what I thought. Yeah, a hundred percent. And to be completely honest, I used to thought that Pacific Islander they're referring to Philippines, like or like those islands, right? Like Indonesia, yeah, Philippines, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think this is what the post was saying. Like when people combine them, but without knowing what the PI stands for, in this definition by the U.S. Census, it's so easy to overlooking at so many other ethnic people who are already being marginalized and people who are indigenous to the continent of the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you were reading off all those islands, I was like, oh, yeah. I guess they are like in the Pacific. Like I just you don't like that's not where my、yeah. mind immediately goes to. So yeah, that's super awesome. And I do love. I I am seeing a lot on um social media in particular about people calling for. Yes, like we acknowledge that 
there was a reason historically why collectively we were all called one thing because there is power in number. Yes. But now, as we recognize just how big that category actually is, people are also mm. calling to disaggregate the data because we are not to all just be assumed to be the same. Agreed. To support what Danny just said in the same post, which we'll link in our description, just in case anyone want to read more into it, based on a 2019 U.S. Census estimate, there are approximately 23.2 million Asians and 1.4 million Pacific Islanders in the U.S. To combine all these people together, it's especially the 1.4 million Pacific Islanders is really contributing to the Pacifica erasure when people really overlooking these people who are grouped under PI. Especially when it comes to during COVID time, like the data, when you aggregate them together, you will just look at an average of different people who come into the U.S. under different condition and also these indigenous people who were here before all these other people who have come like it's such a different social status history and when you aggregate them together it's hard for the political maker or anybody else to understand their social struggle and how the government can help them yeah yeah you know part of like the model minority myth is that asian americans as a group does better like financially economically educationally um, compared to other racial minorities. However, again, when you disaggregate the data, some of the poorest people in New York City are the Chinese immigrant population, um, so mm. Chinese Americans. And I think that specific data point gets hidden under all the, the collective data. So I think it is important. And I'm glad that there's a conversation about it because to be honest, that was not even something like I had thought about before this year. So I'm really glad that, you know, there's more awareness in general and, you know, we want to help spread information. So thanks for sharing that. And we actually just created an Instagram account. So if you have Instagram and you would like to keep plugged in on what we're doing, you can follow us. Our handle is remotely fun and we will put that in our episode description. Follow along, DM us. We'd love to talk. Okay, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to first touch on what's been going on in Israel and Palestine. It's really devastating seeing what's been happening in the news. And I know this is a very touchy subject for a lot of people. I will be honest and say I don't know everything there is to know about the tension between these groups. I have been reading up on a lot of the history and background these last couple of weeks to be informed about current events and have context for what's been happening. And to be honest, it's a lot of information. And some people are also saying certain data and events aren't correct, which puts into question the accuracy of some of this information. So I just want to put out there that I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm still learning about it. I am not in the community that this affects, but what I do know for sure is how heartbreaking it is to see these images of Palestinians being attacked in, in their places of worship and forced out of their homes. Like, regardless of politics, religion, nationality, treating other humans this way is not okay. 
And I wanted to bring this up because this podcast is a reflection of the topics that Mickey and I care about. And outside of this podcast, this is a topic that I personally am trying to learn more about. I kept thinking about how we felt about the Atlantic shooting, just call it as what it is and condemn it. Why couldn't everyone condemn it? I'm sure people from the community who are impacted are just looking at their at the other community and the world, like why couldn't you just call it as what it is? Like, like as I was just forming an opinion and then I get new information because like Danny was saying earlier, like I personally don't know the subject enough, like, or at all. I'm personally still reading. I'm trying to, because I also have friends who are from the Jewish community and they are posting a lot about how a lot of things on social media is actually false. I do stand with people, like I do, stand with people whose homes being taken away who do not feel safe but it's just i felt so hard to comment on like who's right who's wrong when you take a bigger step back i think that's the part it's really hard to say i don't think personally especially Mm. for us i don't think it's about who's to blame i think it's just about condemning what's happening which is children are being killed people are being attacked being taken away from their homes. I've also seen, you know, people say, oh, this information's not accurate. It's not correct. Stop, like, you know, reposting it. But what about all the images that are coming out, like, right now? Can you, like, honestly say, all oh, that's not real? Like, to me, this isn't like, oh, whose side should we be on? Like, what's the best mm. policy? I don't, I don't know. This thing is so complex. I, I don't know. But what I do know is what I see is so heartbreaking and it should not be happening. And I don't even know why there's a debate. Like, what is there to really, like, justify? There's not. I 100% condemn with what's happening and it's not okay. But I think I sometimes get sidetracked about, like, I want to be sensitive to everyone. I want to please everyone. I want to make sure, like, I'm saying things that's correctly. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, like, not offend anyone. And I'm trying to be like, okay, the big picture, I feel like a lot of people are debating about the country and then the history and the older events, who attacked first. So how, how does the history behind this land of address anything that's exactly happened today? Like you can condemn the action, but still correct the data and talk about history on the other side. I do feel like knowing the history and getting it right is important. But I'm even like, why is there so much debate about the data? Like, clearly, I don't know. I can see why, like, I understand this is a very contentious issue for that reason. Like, people can't even agree on, like, historical things. Yeah. But all I want to get across here is what I see I don't agree with. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. Like, people should not be kicked out of their homes. They should not, not have all their belongings taken. They should not have to worry about their life when they're in a place of worship during a big holiday. Okay, so I'm super excited to talk about this week's topic. I read this article. It was published super recently, actually, in April 22nd of 2021, so this year. And the title of this article is called Social Media Forces Us to Relive Our Relationship Over and Over, written by Juliet Norman. Basically, the article talks about how when relationships end before the days of social media, 
the ex, I guess, was more easily forgettable. But now mm-hmm. in the social media digital age, even if someone's no longer in your life, they're still just a few clicks away. Two lines that I don't know, kind of surprised me, but also that was like really resonating with me that I wanted to get your thoughts on. The first is, according to a survey, young adults are more likely to engage in online stalking behavior and justify it as harmless. One in 10 Americans even confessed to having created a fake social media account just to check on their exes. I feel like people are just like not able to move on as quickly Mm. as if you're having to like literally make a separate fake account to check in on your ex I don't know I feel like that's a lot of effort to scope out what they're up to and what they're doing without being caught yeah yeah I mean I love I first of all like this article's title is already even though it's self self self-explanatory but I thought was really interesting as well like I definitely can relate to that not just relationship just in general I feel like it's like what you were saying like everything is feel clicks away so it's almost like it's very convenient because I felt like in like pre-digital age even though I don't think we really had that many relationships in the pre-digital no. life like no, in kindergarten yeah yeah <laughs> in kindergarten but I felt like if I would imagine or just from watching TV shows that's dating our parents' generation, I would imagine if you want to, like, know the status, you have to, like, ask around. And then you have to, like, I don't know, like, drive by their workplace. Yeah, like, probably, like, actually stalk them, like, in real yeah, life. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's really a lot of effort. And then I feel like the risk of being, like, being caught is just so much higher. I mean, not that I don't know people have done it. I feel like I can totally see, like, I can see myself. If I'm born in that day and age, I would do it. But I can totally see myself also. I've done it nowadays where I've just, you know, coincidentally walked by (laughs) an ex's apartment. Oh my God, this actually reminds me of that episode in Friends where Chandler kind of had a big fight with Janice. And yeah. then Rachel and Monica was suggesting to him, like, you have to look like you accidentally went to her neighborhood and be very casual as if like, oh, you are here. So I feel like, I feel like that's definitely stalking. But then like in the olden day, I feel like in the pre-digital day and age will be much, much an effort compared to now, like what you were saying, like just a couple clicks. So why not? Like, I, I want to know. Like, we're all human. We want to know. And, like, even though we intellectually recognize and understand there's no winner and losers after, like, a relationship fallout. But, you know, we're all humans. We want to see if we're the winner. We want to check if our life is better without them or their life is better without us. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But it's so ironic because I feel like in the act of checking, you're kind of the loser because you're clearly like not yeah, over so it, true. right? You're like, I'm so hang on to it. Oh, yeah, but it is, is so true. easy. Like you can literally check on someone while like drinking your morning coffee from your couch. Like very low effort compared to like yeah going out and, you know, trying to run into someone. Yeah, and I thought the fake account thing was super interesting too because first of all, that does seem like a lot of work. But I can also understand like if you don't want your ex to know that you're the one checking in on them. Because mm. for example, like like Instagram stories, for example, you can see who viewed your stories and it shows you the list of people. So I can totally see someone just like making a fake account to be like, I want to know what they're doing. 
in the last 24 hours because that's how long the stories last. But I don't want them to know it's me looking. I can totally understand that feeling. Like, even though I've not personally made a fake account to do so, but I've definitely, like, tried to reach out to friends that, like, we're not, like, say if I want to check on Denny and Denny and I have now fallen out of this friendship, I will find another friend who are not mutual friend of me and Denny's and be like, you go to this hashtag, you go to this handle, you go check, you go to her Facebook, you go to her LinkedIn. Is she at that <laughs> job still? is she still happy that's so funny but there's like i i i love how you're talking because like i think fake account can only work for like i think maybe instagram or like i don't know because or maybe snapchat i don't know yeah i can definitely see people making fake accounts for like instagram because like there's so many finstas out there now which stands for fake instagram and i can also see that for like facebook because there's already so many bots and twitter probably Mm. And really, like, all you need to do is make a fake email account to, like, sign up, you know? Yeah, that is really easy yeah. compared to, like... Getting some actually, ideas. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> okay, and then the second line from the article that I thought was really interesting says, Going on social media strikes a chord in our brain that releases dopamine, causing us to repeatedly check these apps over and over. It works similar to an addiction. What's difficult about mitigating this, quote, addiction is that social media is integral to so many parts of our daily lives. It's almost unavoidable. Even if someone is no longer in your life, they will still manage to pop up when a friend of a friend, quote, likes a post about their latest life achievement. Mm -hmm. And for a split second, you have to relive your failed relationship all over again. Oh my God, there's so many things to like, decompartmentalize from that paragraph because first of all I can testify how addictive it is it is so addictive like so for me uh the main social media I use is just Instagram I mean I think some people are counting TikTok as social media but then I don't follow anyone I don't like comment I don't you know so I feel like there's no that interaction so I'm not gonna count it so for me it's just Instagram and maybe LinkedIn if someone's gonna count that technically it is but anywho like I call myself so many times, like I'll open the app of Instagram and scroll through scroll and bored, close the app and reopen it immediately. And I'm just like, oh my God, just close it. Why, why, why is my thumb doing that? I just has decided that I'm bored. I'm going to get off this app, but then I just see myself. It's almost like a reflex. I just open Instagram like for Joe and times to like every day. And then the second part was, so also interesting like because I can totally relate to that as well because like when I'm like open Instagram bajillion times like obviously I'm scrolling through things not even like consciously this sounds like crazy but like I'm sure I'm not the only one like when you see a hand or like a back the back of someone you just know that's your ex what even (laughs) like yes every single like even if I see like a corner of like their hands I know that's them and it triggers me I know I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. Okay. I personally don't relate to that, but that's super funny. You mean like when you see a picture that your mutual friend posts? Yeah. Yeah. Like in their story. And I was just like, okay, that's him. Or like he's literally in the back. Like, is it like a, like a video story? I just see a back shot. I'm like, I would just immediately pause, but like, that's him. Oh and my gosh. Like, well, like, because it was, like, long-time relationships. So, you know, like, you're very familiarized with each other. So, like, those things happen. I guess, like, for a relationship, relatively, like, three months or shorter, you 
may not share my craziness. I'm hoping. You know, I don't think it's a length of time thing. Like I've dated people and then like been on public transportation. When I see someone out the like window, I'd be like, oh, like it's just for a flash of a second. Yeah. Like, oh, is that so and so? But then it's like, no, there's a lot of like I didn't even get a good look at that person. Like, you know, so I was going to ask you if you're like, sure, it is an ex. But it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. You dated this person for such a long time. You are sure. Yeah, I'm like for sure, for sure. Now it's them, and I, I usually like that's the thing. What the I think that's what I relate to most of that paragraph you were quoting from as well. It's like, it's almost like immediately you got thrown off again because I immediately will investigate what mm-hmm. is this event, what is this social event, who was there, and then like, evidently that person was there, and then I'm just pause, be like, oh my god, why did I care? Why was I so obsessed? Like, why did I even have mm. to investigate? I thought I moved on. Did I move on? Like, did I move on enough? But then I think it's almost like our first line. Sometimes something just so convenient to do. It's not like, I mean, for sure, when you first broke out with someone, like you do, I mean, I do that. But um, I feel like after a while, it's like, you still do it out of like how easy it is to do so. Yeah, 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 I relate to that because sometimes it's almost like a habit and then you're not even like consciously aware you're doing it until you're like five links in and you're like, what, what, how did I get here? And like, why do I care? Exactly, exactly. And then you start questioning yourself, like, did I move on enough? Like, am I the loser here? Why am I so obsessed? Sometimes really not like, sometimes it's not that deep. I mean, sometimes it is, but sometimes really it's not that deep. It's just so easy to do so. Especially if you have mutual friends. I mean, unless you're planning to, like, delete all your mutual friends, it is it is really hard to, like, never, ever see a glimpse of this person digitally. But, yeah, I thought this article was super interesting because I do feel like it accurately represents, like, modern relationships nowadays because social media, like the article said, is so integral to our daily lives. It just made me think like some follow-up questions, I guess, that I wanted to get your thoughts on. When you're in the process of dating someone, like not yet in a relationship with this person yet, maybe Mm. you're about to go on a date or you're like in the process of dating and getting to know each other, do you check that person's social media account? And if you do, like at at what point do you start checking? Mm. Like is it before the first date, like after the first date or like many dates in? That's interesting. I don't think... Oh, that's interesting because I, I don't think I have a rule. Like, like mm-hmm. meaning like I don't have like, oh, after this date or something like that. But I think I generally don't check people's things. I mean, when I say Instagram, because I just said like I predominantly use Instagram. So I generally don't check people's Instagram before I meet them. Mainly because I don't want to unfollow them later when I like say like after one day we realize we don't like each other. Then it's so much work to like, let me unfollow you. Not even following, but like, do you just check? Oh, oh, oh. like you don't have to follow them, but like, do you even check? Like, do you do you, do you Google people? You know, like, see what comes up. I I haven't. I usually I usually ask people for their like Instagram handle and phone name, like after first day or two, second dates. But before going on dates, I I don't think I have Google people people yet. <laughs> now I feel like I should. No, no, no. I don't think you should. I mean, there's no, like, right or wrong way. I don't either. I think for me, like, I just don't want to have any preconceived 
ideas about what this person is like and I also don't want to build up expectations if because you know like online especially on social media people are presenting a certain version of themselves but I do have friends who will like mostly female friends who will google the guy just to make sure like they're a real person they're not serial killers which actually (laughs) is really funny but I mean, I guess it is like a safety concern for some of us. I think yeah. that's valid, though. Actually, that's a really good reason. It's, it is a safety measure and sometimes probably very necessary. I know for me, like on dating apps, I don't even put my last name because I don't mm. want people pre-searching me. Because I also have a name that's like, I would say not super common. So I feel like if someone were to have my full name, it would be very easy to find me online. And yeah, I just don't want Like, I've had that happen before where I don't know how this person found me, actually, because I've never put my last name on dating apps. But someone who, like, matched with me a couple of days later, I saw on LinkedIn had looked at my profile because LinkedIn tells you. Because, you know, LinkedIn tells you who views your profile. And I have I have mine set up because I, I I just use it for, like, business purposes for the most part. I have mine set up where if I look at someone's profile, they can see that it's me looking at it. And vice versa, if they look at my my profile, if they have it set up that way, I can also see who looked at mm. my profile. Yeah, this person was like, wait, he's from the dating app. I don't know if he wanted me to know he looked at mine or this was like by accident. But it was like very creepy to me. I mean, now that I think about it, I guess it's not that hard. You just search Danny, probably put like NYC. Oh. And like, I'm, I'm sure something will come <laughs> up. But I was like, I literally did not provide my last name for this reason. Like, I don't want to be searched like that. That is a bit scary. Like, I'm impressed by his skill of searching. But also like, because mm, I love what you're saying, like to like, just get to know this person for who they are. Because like, again, this is not like interview. You don't need to come at a resume. Like, you know, it's not like, for, it's you're not the landlord you're not like background like you're not checking like where they work like are they gonna pay your rent you know I feel like to know this person through your personal interaction with them it's probably most organic to see if it fits rather than like let me get your Instagram like let me get your Instagram let me get your Facebook let me research your entire social media presence and then let me assume you are this persona when I know I have created I mean I don't know what kind of persona I am on Instagram or other social media, but I'm definitely like, that's definitely not a hundred percent of me. Yeah. I definitely don't want people to judge me just by my Instagram either. So I will do the same for them. The courtesy. To what we were saying earlier about like, it's just so easy. I'm sure a lot of it is just like, I'm bored. True. I'm curious. Like, why not see what this person's about? So you said that at some point while you're dating, you would get their, like, for example, Instagram account mm. and follow each other. Like at that point, when you guys exchange, are you then checking their account at this point? Like once you kind of get permission, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then, like, what are you like looking for? Because you're still in the dating process, right? Is like what you're seeing on like about their social media and digital life. Does it affect whether you like them or not? Huh? Really good question, Danny. You're like question master. You're Very welcome. good question. <laughs> I definitely like after like a couple of days after exchanging our Instagram, I like requested because generally speaking, most people I've done this with like all our accounts are private. So yes, after like both confirming each other, like grant each other access mm-hmm. to our Instagram, I do stalk them, but I just scroll all the way. I don't, I cannot say I don't have agenda, but I, I, I want to say I'm not consciously having agenda. I don't know what my subconscious is doing, <laughs> but like consciously I'm just scrolling 
it doesn't make me like them more or less. I just scroll and see like, oh, they have been here before. And the thing is like sometimes that because I cannot bring that up because I don't want them to know. I scroll all the way back to 2012, know that they traveled to this place. <laughs> like I have to make sure I don't mention that because then it's, and then it's like, oh, you went all the way to 2012? That's far. Mm. Okay, so you're not like looking for anything in particular. Yeah. Do you like, do you like, is there anything you look for or you just scroll and see what's up? Hmm. I don't look for anything in particular, but I think I do want to confirm that the person that I know this person as in real life matches his mm. online persona because especially with something like Instagram, it can be very curated. So if someone's like trying too hard online, it just sends like a weird vibe to me. Like, what are you trying to prove? Like, are you trying to like, like, I just, I don't know, you know? So like, to me, if someone's like, oh, like I love traveling and then a lot of their photos are traveling, I'm like, okay, that is like consistent with yeah. who they, they are in real life. Uh, but you know, if someone's like presenting themselves one way in person and then it's like something completely like, off online I just get like very weirded out and that has happened to me before where I'm like okay like I don't really know how to make sense of these two things so maybe that's something we need to like talk about yeah follow up follow up so what is the like Instagram vibe that's like comes off as trying hard to Danny well I'm like specifically thinking of one particular person their online presence was so again curated but in a way that like didn't really match the interests and hobbies that this person mm. talked about in real life yeah I think that just like really threw me off because I was like okay if these are your interests how come it never came up before and like mm. all these pictures of you doing these things like you've never talked about it but like is this what you normally do or is it just like I don't know you know what I mean yeah like, oh that's actually really good point because what if he's like what if his Instagram reflects his actual interest and hobby and he's like he's curating a persona to you because he yeah thought, like, that's it's what like girls want to hear be like yes I read books yes I climbed yes I do this yes I'm a feminist but then you know they share something else yeah so I'm like which one is the real you I'm not I, I like I, I'm like questioning that now so yeah I I wouldn't say like I'm looking for something like super specific but for me it's just like checking to make sure like things are consistent and then my second question was gonna be does it intimidate you or affect you if they either have like a lot of friends online or like very very few when you see a lot it's fine a lot like more than one like more than 2k more than 5k whatever a lot means to you okay okay I I think I think to me like what like I I don't mind when their Instagram have like a very small followers or like like small amount of people they follow because to me that means like their social media is what like they're just sharing what they're interested in with their friends and that's it I think it does get intimidating to me when it's more than 5,000 followers because because I do know a lot of people their follower months they're like three like 2,000 to 3,000 and I know these people in real life these people are relatively younger than me like by like two to three years so I, I was thinking maybe it's like a tiny gap between like millennial and gen z because i do think nowadays a lot of people when they get to know each other they add each other to instagram right away almost like how i have used facebook because my facebook has 
many, many friends, but I, I don't even know of them. But um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind to like, I wouldn't mind to unfriend them because like, again, that's like aggressive. Because <laughs> I remember freshman year, everyone added everyone on Facebook. So I'm just thinking like maybe some people, I don't know. Also like, okay, that's just me talking about young people. But I just felt like, because now I just feel comfortable with people have two to 3K followers. So I felt like that wouldn't intimidate me. But like, I think anywhere above 5K, it will intimidate me. Just because I don't know any of them in my real life. Like you would not date this person anymore? No, 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 no I wouldn't. But I think I'll be intimidated by it. And I want to investigate why you have this many followers. Are they real followers? Like, what do you share on your accounts to gain 5K? Like, are they all your friends? Mm, okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you? Like, would you, would that be like a red flag or deal breaker? I don't really have a number in mind. Mm. I don't really care too much. I guess it depends on the content. Like, like if someone is getting tons of followings because they're posting like very, for example, Instagram model Mm. type of photos, that would make me feel very insecure. Like, okay, if this is the type of content you're putting out, I feel something like that. I would kind of be concerned. Like, why is this the kind of content you want? Who are you then attracting based on this content? Mm. So that would make me more uncomfortable. Mm. But if it was just a matter of, like, this person's really popular, I don't... Like, I would almost take that as a good thing. Like, okay, this is a really well-liked person. I think, like, younger me would have been more insecure about it. Like, oh, my God, like, I don't have this many friends. Like, I don't have, like, all these pictures of, like, tons of people. But I feel like now I'm at like a place where it's like, I'm okay with myself. So something like that, I don't think would bother me as much. But yeah, I think for me, it just kind of depends on like, what the context is. Same with like yeah. Twitter. I feel like some people are like, super witty, and they have tons of followings. And if it's like, something like that, I'd be like, Oh, yeah, cool. Like, I'm fine with that. But you know, if they're posting stuff, that's like being a Trump supporter, for example, and they only have a <laughs> following, I would just be like, yeah, this isn't gonna fly. Deal breaker, deal breaker. Yeah. 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 I, I like your analysis. I feel like that actually makes more sense because I feel like I'm just more like focusing on the number. I'm like, wait. But yeah, no, I agree with your analysis. And I think I would agree the content like, context matters as well. Yeah, was the, also- like the why behind. Exactly, exactly. Because now that you're talking, I was like, oh, I actually have a couple friends who are actually older than me. They're just normal people like me and you. They actually have more than 5K followers. Or some people, like, maybe for the job reason, like, because mm. some people may use their social media as both personal and business. So they might end up having, like, a lot of followers. So, like, That's number, true. it's not the reason. It should be the content. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay. What are your thoughts on couples who post about their relationship? Hashtag couple goals, oh relationship goals. <laughs> I was one of them. Oh no. How do I give opinion about something? I'm biased. Okay, I'm but so like when, biased. But like when you see that content, are you like, oh yay? Or are you like, uh, I don't want to see this? Oh, like, I just feel oh cute. Well, okay. I think it depends on how often is this. Like mm. cause come on, Justin Bieber, like I know you love your wife. It's too much. <laughs> It's too much. Like Justin Bieber, like the amount of posts he posts about Haley, it's like, yeah, like first of all, oh, that's so cute. That's so sweet. Like I love that they're so in, like so obsessed with each other. I love that. Good for you. But stop shoveling it to my face. I think it's about like the mm. frequency. I feel like it's once in a while. Like 
that my friends will share like for their wedding anniversary or like then I'm like oh yeah that's cute like I will even come and hashtag couple goals so, like I'll even come and be like oh what a cutie but like yeah Justin Bieber is the example of that that's shoveling into my face please stop like mm-hmm. good for you please stop Okay, like to me, when people post super cutesy things with their significant other constantly, like publicly, Mm. to me, that's a sign that things are not going well in their relationship. Oh, Yeah, because I'm like, I feel like people who are genuinely happy, like don't need to put a show about it. Unless, you know, it's like a special occasion or yeah like the frequency thing it's like why do you need to do it this often like why do you need to affirm each other so publicly i i see your point but as a leo i have to defend this when i was doing that i just feel like i love this person so much the world must know i think i think i wasn't like being considerate like i wasn't even thinking about what other people may or may feel but i can totally see your point of view i can totally see some people do that as well so i guess like following up with that if you were in a relationship with someone it's like not just like in the dating phase, but like this person's your partner, would you expect them to post about you or talk about you? Talk about me on social media platform. No, no, no need for that. I felt speaking for myself, I felt like I only need one Instagram post. Just one to like, it's my insecurity. I need your Instagram to read off that you have a girlfriend and that's it. I don't need you to post story about me. I don't need you to do like, Women Crush, like, wait, no, Women Crush Wednesday or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that was popular back when we were in, like, in college. Like, I don't need that. I mean, I appreciate when you do that, but I don't need it. Like, I, like it's not something I'm going to bug them to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But if, if they do do it, would, would you be, like, happy or, like? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm like, yeah. Mm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Very much, I want the world knows I'm in love. Like, I want the world to know how happy I am. Like, that's kind of... Like, I'm very, like, out there kind of personality. Like, the world must know I'm so happy right now. Yeah. Okay. Because for me, I feel like I would be, like, super embarrassed. Really? <laughs> if, someone, if someone posted, okay, if it was, like, a birthday or, like, a special okay. occasion, then I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's fair. I would maybe be kind of annoyed if nothing was out there. But, yeah, if it was just, like, a Woman Crush Wednesday post, I would be so embarrassed like take this down <laughs> like what like delete it delete it and you like yeah. come and delete like if don't delete it must break up <laughs> yeah it would just make me cringe what are your thoughts on your current partner still following his ex or exes on their social media mm. i don't have a- <laughs> i don't have I love to swallow. I'm just like, mm, fear. <laughs> we just did it. We just did an episode on my Hinge profile. Unfortunately, I haven't found a boyfriend this short amongst me. <laughs> but I do want to say, like, if I have an imaginary boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't mind if all their exes, if they, like, depends on how they broke up and how long that was. Because I feel like, because mm-hmm. I do think, like at least my friends and myself find like unfollowing each other become be be something really petty and like passive aggressive. Like don't get me wrong, I still unfollow people if like say it's people who I went on like just dating, not in relationship. Like say if we went to three dates, ten dates, even like then if things fall out, I will unfollow them because you know like nah, I'm not interested in your life. We don't have mutual friends. Let's move on. But if mm-hmm. we actually had a relationship, 
I feel like it's quite, I personally think it's quite passive aggressive to just unfold and block them. So I think it's more so like, I, I think I more care about with this imaginary boyfriend check about this person, like, like keep up with them, like check their Insta story all the time or like, mm. like react to their Insta story or like, like all her Instagram posts, comment it. Then I'm like, hold a second. <laughs> so it would bother you if they're still engaging a lot online. Yeah. Like, yeah, unless they're like dated 10 years ago and they're just bad, like best friends now. Oh, that wouldn't bother you? Because it's 10 years ago. That's like That's what? Man. Middle school. Or like, wait, elementary school? No, middle school. Yeah, I I, I come. Or oh, high school? But yeah, I, I feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like popular. 10 years ago when you're like 30 or something or 40. That's oh, different. I see what you mean. Yeah, it could yeah. be like a significant love. Right. I see what you mean. Mm, I was just thinking about the status. But yeah, I guess if I'm 40, I would definitely care. I would 100% care. Like, be like, are you sure you guys just friends? Are you sure? It's like that episode, like, when I'm, like, going to reference friends way too much. But, like, when Ross got married with Emily, Emily was, like, so, like, are you sure you're going to invite Rachel to our wedding? And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, we're just friends. And even though, like, they broke up for, like, a couple years at that point, and then they, they, they both dated different people. It definitely matters, especially if it was like a significant relationship. Yeah, like there's some history there. Yeah. You can never be like a hundred percent sure all the feelings are gone for good forever. Yeah. So would you want your current partner to unfollow his ex? No, I feel like that's too much. I feel like then I become sorry, like I digress earlier, but like coming back to this, I, I think I wouldn't. I feel like then if if Okay, I felt like I'm saying this, like, not in a relationship, so take my words with a grain of salt. I, would, I wouldn't tell them to unfollow them. Because I felt like if, you, if, if I think our relationship is not strong enough, then it's our problem. Like, he unfollowing her, it's not going to change anything mm. that's between our relationship. But then, wouldn't it just keep bothering you if you keep seeing your partner liking and commenting and, you know, yeah. all the stuff? Yeah, I think I will bring this up, like, just honestly let them know, like, this is how, like, what it makes me feel, and I feel insecure about it, and this is the reason, and I would appreciate if you do X, Y, Z, or, like, if they can give me more context, like, how, like, how did that relationship end it, and where they are, and how he feel, because, like, yeah, because I, I think I will bring it up, I wouldn't, like, make it passive-aggressive, like, bottling it up, like, just make myself upset, I, I definitely would bring it up. I think I would make them unfollow people they had a, like a hookup history with or like a fling with. Oh, really? Yeah, those I would be like 100%. Like, why would you like, it's almost like you having like a backup option. Like you like that person and your relationship was just hooking up. Then yes, please unfollow. Like you are no longer on the market. You're never going to hook up with anyone again. Unfollow. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't even think about like that side of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like having a relationship is very different. Than like just hooking up. I mean, in my humble opinion, well, yeah. what would you think? Well, I don't <laughs> follow any of my exes. They don't follow me. I've never had like a pleasant breakup where the relationship turned into like a friendship afterwards. Personally, I don't really want to keep up with their lives, so I don't have mm. any desire to like see what they're up to. I think because of that. Like, the fact that I don't follow 
or keep up with any of my previous partners, it does make me really uncomfortable when the person I'm currently with still keeps up with an ex or several exes. Mm. I guess following and like keeping up with them is one thing, but then the engagement part, like if they're constantly on the feed, if you're like actively liking and like having conversations with them, I would just be like, either you're trying to prove something to this person, like, hey, look at us. We're in such a good place. (laughs) We're definitely over each other. Or you still have some kind of lingering feeling where you want to continue some type of relationship. And I say this as someone who's like been cheated on. So I know like a lot of it is coming from insecurities with that. So I don't know. I still feel like I'm trying to like figure out what the middle ground is. But it, in the past, it has made me very, very uncomfortable. Like, like, what's the rationale behind it? Like, yeah. even even if you are, like, over this person, what do you have to prove by, like, staying so engaged in their daily lives? Mm. And in such a public way. Yeah. Like, like, privately messaging, like, an ex would be, like, something else. But to also do it so publicly, it's like, what are you trying to, like signal to other people who can see this as well like I don't know there's just like a lot of questions so to me the easiest way would just be like unfollowing someone because then it's like yes it's not a guarantee that like there's nothing going on and there's nothing to be concerned about but at least like it removes the need for me to feel like I need to check in once in a while to be like Mm. oh are they still liking their photos are they still like saying stuff you know like yeah but it's like I don't know it's a little complicated because I feel like with this in mind if my partner was the one that said to me hey I don't like that you like it's so interesting what you said about the hookup thing because to Mm. me that's like the opposite well I guess I'm just thinking about it in my scenario like someone I'm hooking up with to me is like I have no interest in you that's why we're not anything beyond a hookup to me like following you and you follow me back on social media is just like funny like it doesn't mean anything it's not <laughs> there's no la- layers of depth to it like it's never gonna right. be anything so to me it's almost like oh that's not even something I have to worry about versus like someone you were in a relationship with I feel like there's something emotional and deep potentially there or were- was there in the past mm. but it's like so interesting to hear a point because I can totally see like your perspective too like then why do you need to follow this person? But yeah, I was saying, like, I think if my partner were to be like, hey, I'm super uncomfortable with you following an ex or someone, like, I've hooked up with, can you unfollow this person? To me, if I'm, like, serious about this partner, I would just be Mm -hmm. like, you know what? It literally doesn't mean anything to me. If what makes you feel comfortable is that I remove this person, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But, like, would that be the same for you? Like, if your partner ask you to unfollow someone would you like have an issue with that or just be like okay yeah as you're talking I'm literally going to like a mental Instagram like scroll like scan (laughs) down like is there any people who I care that if they tell me to remove them yeah if they ask me I think I will remove them because I I agree with I think what you're saying is really really First of all, I love how we always we always have different perspectives. Literally, literally the very opposite. But I I felt like both valid and both are very interesting. And like what you were saying earlier about even like the access, because you were saying like then why are you 
like why do you need to keep on with shutter like i was like thinking because i actually follow my access so i'm just thinking like yeah why, why do i i generally like i'm indifferent like i not like i don't wish them the worst i don't wish them the best i'm indifferent because then so when you were saying that question I'm like yeah like actually why why do i so if my if my boyfriend like my significant other asked me to remove them i will remove them without even saying anything i'll just remove it because really there's nothing yeah i don't know i think because to me it's just that i find it passive aggressive to delete someone or block someone but i think why you're saying is really really valid like then why why are you doing this like why like is it because the instagram following number means something to you or like mm. what was the reason because i feel like i can see that being a reason as well because some people are like oh i have 1k i don't know yeah um, and also like i feel like with the like winning and losing of it all sometimes because mm. i felt this way too sometimes being the first to remove someone it almost like makes me feel like oh this is me showing you with my actions that this affects me yeah like, yeah like i'm not over it so sometimes it's like keeping that person is almost like look i don't care but it's yeah. like it's so like confusing. Yeah, you have no power over me i can watch yeah. yeah but yeah but secretly i have muted them like i actually even it's like that's the thing that's why when you were saying it i was like wait why do i care because like i actually muted them like i don't see their posts i don't see their story unless i actively go to their accounts I mm. won't see anything. So like, so why do I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I also agree with why you were saying on engagement. I think because to me, that's also the part that bothers me. Like the following doesn't bother me. It's the engagement that bothers me. But I totally see your point. Rather than me worrying if you guys are having some private engagement in the DMs or in like comment sections, just, just don't follow each other. Especially, especially when you already muted each other. Then like, seriously, what's the po point? You know, like this article talks about how it's hard to kind of run away from previous relationships because everything is so easily accessible. Yeah. And I don't even think I don't even think it's to try that hard. Like if you wanted to, you could easily find the information you're looking for. But I guess like how do you handle social media with regards to breakups? It sounds like you mute people. Mm -hmm. that you previously dated so you don't actually like see what they're up to yeah but like how do you even deal with things like pictures you posted together like do you delete all those like do you just leave them like what is like like what's your method um I have left them all off because I feel like to me you have to remove them like <clears throat> say like this is just right after a breakup for me to actively remove them, that means I have to actively look at those photos together. I feel like for me, it's too painful. So I just won't even look at them. When I'm actually feeling okay to look at them, I no, no longer care. Mm. So it's like that. But I, I know a lot of my friends will like delete everything. Actually, a lot of people will delete everything like that's on their social media or any other like online presence. Yeah, I know for me, like that's why I don't even post anything about my relationships to begin with mm. which a now that I'm saying <laughs> out loud it's like wow I'm really setting this relationship up for failure aren't I but I don't even want to deal with like like having to show people like hey this relationship is over because like my status like 
the Facebook relationship status change. Well, I don't use Facebook, but you know, like people do that. Or like, oh, all those photos are gone. So, you know, they're done. Like, yeah, that's like not something I'm interested in having to keep up with. So I, I feel like I don't, I proactively like don't post anything to like get ahead of it, which I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel like that's <laughs> actually really like sad. It's yeah. like you almost have to like make it a public announcement. I totally can relate to that like frustration and that kind of annoying, but also kind of almost painful because like Facebook status, for example, like it's something I like Facebook was in social media platform I used very, very often in like early 20s and then have that no matter it's my own social like status update or other people's status update, it's always like, oh, like it's almost like giving people who don't need to know the details mm-hmm. a, a right to gossip because I, I I'm not trying to judge anyone because I totally totally have participated be like oh they're engaged or like oh their status has changed to single and then I just become this like very gossipy investigator be like oh open their like Facebook and see like did they delete the photo or did it not because again it's just so convenient to do so at like zero cost and I'm bored and it's on my phone I, I definitely don't want people to don't want to give people the permission to just chat about something mm-hmm. that's so private between two people and only two people know. I think similar to the unfollowing or blocking, I actually feel it's like pretty similar with photos where sometimes mm-hmm. people are like, oh, by removing the photos, I don't want people to think I'm bitter about the relationship. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? But like that kind of mindset is all about like what other people think of you versus what's helpful for you. Is it helpful for you to see these pictures all the time? Is it like not helpful? Because personally, like, well, again, I don't really post statuses or like static images is stored on my feed forever. Mm-hmm. Like stories, Snapchats, those are one thing. They disappear after a certain amount of time. But like static posts, I don't like do that. In terms of like my personal photo album, I do keep all the photos sometimes in a rage fit I will delete them but I after like some time has settled I will recover them because they are like memories that I shared with someone Mm. and I don't want to like you know just be bitter and like erase this part of my life it's like private versus public the public side there's always like a what are you trying to like convey to other people what do I want other people to think of me that's really it's really interesting because I, I don't know if you noticed I was smiling the entire time we were chat like talking about the deleting private stuff earlier because I'm literally the opposite as you oh really so as earlier one of the question I mean one of the answers you can tell I'm a person who like public shows my love to someone who I love that just I mean if you believe in horoscope that's just what Leo does if you don't that's just who I am and like so for me like Instagram doesn't have the feature to like multi-select photos and delete so if I have to like so I if I was in a relationship for a long time I have posted many many photos that means I have to physically go into one by one and delete them so to me that process is too painful but on my private like they're like in a folder I just delete the whole entire photo without even opening it and I kind of regret them because honestly like because I love what you're saying like you recover them later on because they are part of your memory and part of like who you are today. Because sometimes I regret, like I delete emails, I delete texts, because it's just so easy that you I could select control all and delete. But then they are part of my past and they're part of who I am today and how I 
for my dating choices even so I felt like something I actually do regret like I deleted them but there's no way to recover so Instagram if you're listening please please create like multi like like how you delete photos in like the photo album please let me delete multiple posts at once so wait does it bother you to see like your current partner or even the person you're dating does it bother you when you see like photos of their exes still like available more than three years goes Mickey definitely cared like I can know for sure at that time I was very very insecure I compared myself to their hookups compared myself to all their access back to high school back to middle school like every single person they had any relationship with I would like compare myself again so I care about all of them so I think it will bother me if like I see their really really intimate photo posts on social media so so say tomorrow I go into a relationship and this man's Instagram have a photo disgustingly disgustingly intimate then I'll be like can you delete that photo like that photo must be deleted like you can mm. archive but delete that I don't think I have a rule but I feel like it's also case by case for me the last question I want to end on is what your thoughts are on cyber stalking in general because I feel like we all do it like if yeah. you say you're, you don't like you're lying like everyone yeah for sure investigated to some degree yeah yeah because this is just goes back to like the article was saying, right? Because it's actually quite memorable to me because they were saying how like young adults do it and they would justify it because that's me. If you're going to make these things available, don't blame me for looking at it or like, finding <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like cyber stalking can so easily become a habit. Like you think I'm mm. just doing it one time, but like once you've done it once you know where to go now yeah and it's always like gonna be there yeah like I don't know it's kind of like if the information is public but at the at the same time it's not a complete picture I say like oh I feel like a detective sometimes but honestly I'm probably a really shitty detective because (laughs) I will like connect the dots where there probably isn't even a connection because you're only seeing snippets right and it's not like a cohesive picture so I feel like in the end, like cyber stalking, and I say this from from experience, it really only hurts the person doing it because the other person probably doesn't even know you're doing it unless you're really bad at it and reveal yourself. <laughs> but like mentally and emotionally, I feel like it hurts the person doing the cyber stalking more. To me, I really love what you were saying earlier, like the public versus, not the public versus private. Like I think you were saying something about like, what was your motive doing this? Is your motive mm. that how other people sees me? I think my opinion is going to change depending on like what stage of the relationship is on. Like I feel like I have a stronger opinion about breaking up because I love what you're saying. Like, is this helping you to move on? Or are you just doing this because you care about how other people view you? Mm. I think the younger me will definitely, even though like my reason I just said, like it was literally because the deleting concept. But um, there's other things I do consciously or subconscious is definitely wanting or our mutual friend group or the public view that I am the winner even though I intellectually know there's no such thing but my feeling is still like mm, there is one and I want to be the winner mm-hmm. I felt like I feel like now that I have grown a little bit like become relatively more mature and secure in myself I love what Danny saying and I felt like this applies to this cyber stalking like don't do it after breakup like really, really just hold on to your own space and move the fuck on. (laughs) 
mm. like there's no winner like don't don't care about what other people think what is good for you is to not look at there like don't look don't check and move on 